We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All throws and monkey sounds in there and call it good. The old like Danny Meringue pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Good afternoon. Happy Monday. Uh, why does it sound like a sad monkey? I don't know. Is that, is that, is that being a Raiders fan monkey right wow. there? <laughs> wow, right out of the gate. Just taking shots right off the top. Brutal. Happy Monday. Kick you in the junk. Well, it sounded sad. And look, you can't be sad about the Blazers. You can't be sad about uh, USC. Uh, so you got to be sad about whatever it is that the Raiders are doing. Was it three straight? Three or, or no? Three seventeen point leads yeah. blown this year. Three seventeen point seventeen zero leads. Yeah. Well, you joined the likes of the Baltimore Ravens in oh. that. Also, uh, every single good. loss, all six by one mm. score or less. All six. Scott Frost is somewhere right now, saying, "I'm really impressed." It's a tough thing to do. I mean, ah, I did it's not foresee. Like I, I wondered about McDaniel's. But now I, I no longer wonder. Yeah, there's no wondering going on. There's no wonder. I mm. saw there were four different games that finished with a final score of twenty to seventeen yesterday, and all of them were were come from behind wins. Yeah, it's some kind of witchy witchcraft. Oh, weird. No doubt about that. That is weird. I mean, there's absolutely nothing to that, but that is a, an odd statistical it's, anomaly. It's a weird s- sports circumstance. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah, and after I said that, I realized the Raiders game was not one of those twenty to seventeen finals. But it's okay. You had that stat holstered, and yes. by golly, you unleashed it, my man. I got all excited because my Jaguars—they finally ended my uh, my like five game losing streak, picking their games. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, congratulations! To unfortunately, you. it had to be against Danny's Raiders. Yeah, yeah well, well, you know, it's, it's okay. Danny's Raiders are playing uh, somebody else's Colts this week, so if they can't get it now. They they're they're done done. Yeah. Well. So Frank Reich fired today. Nice. Frank Reich he gone uh, from the Indianapolis Colts. Hired today. Yeah. That's a weird <laughs> hire. Yeah. That's kind of out of the blue. I heard coming in, he is the first coach in NFL history to be hired as a head coach in the NFL mm-hmm. without either college or NFL experience. This is a this is such an Al Davis move that Jim Irsay is doing right now. <laughs> I need one of my guys. <laughs> this is he is going. Wait, was that Al Davis? Was that your Al Davis? Yeah. <laughs> I like that Al Davis. Um, it is an Al Davis move just to be like, no. He's a Colt. Jeff Saturday, he loves the Colts. He's going to do it. 
And they remember, they fired their offensive coordinator last week. Now they fired the actual play caller, Frank Reich, this week. Is Jeff Saturday going to bring Peyton Manning in to be the offensive coordinator? Are we going to have Peyton just sitting there calling plays from his hip for Sam Ellinger? I mean, you had me, Peyton, coming in and calling plays until you said Sam Ellinger. Yeah, no, that's it. I have a feeling Peyton Manning will look at that mess and go, Nah, I'm good. No. I'll take my boatloads of cash I'm getting from ESPN. Broadcasting from my basement. Yeah, to sit on my couch and make fun of my brother for three and a half hours. He's a, it's a good gig. I wonder how, how much they're getting for that. How much do you think Eli per and Peyton show, are getting? Probably $700,000. $700,000 a show? No, because that, that, that works out to seven. Well, they're not doing it. I think they're only doing 10 weeks. So that's... That's, okay, so half that, so three hundred fifty thousand a show. Three hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars a show. You think yeah. that's what that's what Eli and Peyton are getting? Yeah. Russ, you want to take a guess? Boy, that I mean, when he first started saying the uh, the uh, you know seven hundred, I was thinking they're going to pay more those guys more than seven hundred a show, <laughs> like dollars. <laughs> I I had the old uh, the old CSN numbers stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I bet I bet yeah, probably six figures. I would imagine anyway. Yeah, Peyton, Rust, Eli, and Danny know, Ray Rust all getting, getting paid the like same. The, Rust is giving like the regional cable network <laughs> post game show. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, he's, I, I heard the seven hundred. I'm like, boy, that seems kind of you know. You listen, man. Low end. Blazers outsiders and uh, Monday Night Football right on the same level of production and money involved. Yeah, you got to take it easy on I me. Mean, I didn't sleep well last night. We got a sick kindergartner, which meant she slept in our bed. And, oh, yeah. which oh. means you're sick now. Well, then we'll probably get there. Yes. That's brutal, dude. Uh, brutal. That's rough. Okay. Um, this is a report from uh, uh, Sportsnot. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Uh, but they are saying that ESPN reportedly paying Eli Peyton Manning around twelve to eighteen million annually. So they're around a milli a show. Well, that's probably for other. Is that for other projects though? Too, I would imagine. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, see, that my initial thought was seven hundred because I figured. Three fifty a piece. Uh, 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 no, no, it's uh, no, it's sixteen. The Manning cast will be about sixteen million under their new agreement. So they're getting. So if they do ten games, well, and you're splitting each. that sixteen. No, you're splitting that sixteen a piece. That's looking at about eight hundo yeah. each. Yeah. Eight hundo. I'm saying one point six each game. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I mean, you split it between the two. Yeah, of them. yeah, yeah, total. I yeah. mean, Peyton's getting paid so that's more, was- right? Are we in agreement with that? I mean, he should be, right? Payton's he's getting he's more. kind of like hosting. Yeah, Peyton's getting more. Like it's it's like 900, 700. And his forehead takes up more camera space True. and time, they, so they, they, they get paid they, for that. They do need to white balance that significantly more. <laughs> it's funny how you went right there, too. I was just going to say, do they use his forehead for the white balance? <laughs> yeah. When when you've worked in TV long enough, it's the first thing you think of. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Don't know how we got Oh, Jeff Saturday. He's the new yeah. head coach. Formerly a high school football coach at Hebron Christian Academy. Took them to their best Georgia. season ever. They're only really? their first playoff appearance, eight and five. Eight and five. Yeah. It was their best season ever. I went and I looked up Hebron Christian Academy right now. They are currently in the playoffs. Eight and two. Look at that. Eight and two. He was twenty and nineteen, his overall record. Really? Mm-hmm. That's I, that, I bet that's exactly why Jim Mersey hired him. He's like, you know what? We need a quarterback. I need a guy who can't win high school games. <laughs> Call him on up. I mean, this is this is Jim Mersey saying tank for Tua. 
I mean, that's yeah, that, but, that's what this is, right? But here's the problem: Who are you tanking for? Are you uh, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, again, I, Bo Nix? I, I am not. What, what's like, the tank for? Like looking at this draft, I am not a quarterback guy. I, I, obviously, I'm not a Stroud guy. I'm not a Bryce Young guy. I'm much more looking at next year's class with with Drake May and Caleb Williams. That's that's the class that I think the quarterbacks are going to be significantly better. This class, I just can't. I can't buy into either of these guys. Like yeah. it's it's those and listen, I can be totally wrong. I mean, I had Justin Herbert so bleeping wrong, it's not even funny. But I don't look at either of these guys as being potential NFL guys. And if you're tanking, I mean, to be that bad and you're gonna bring in I mean, let's let's be honest. There Sean Payton's getting phone calls right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's gotta. He's gotta be getting those calls. Immediately. Is that when you look at this Jeff Saturday hire beyond the tanking? This is just very much seems like reset the culture, get the, get the vibes right before you bring in the coach that matters. Yeah, I mean that's probably the only way that you have to approach it. And, and this one is like we want to go back to what we were when we had, you know, Tony Dungy as the head coach. Mm-hmm. That's the culture that we want. This is how we want people to behave and how you win and the attitude. So you bring in Jeff Saturday to maybe course correct. Uh, this is such a weird move. It's so sideways. If he doesn't get if he doesn't get Peyton Manning, does he call Dan Orlovsky and just hire another ESPN analyst? Is, is he just going to the get-up set and just being like, all right, who's coming with me? One of you guys has got to do it. ESPN's got to be sitting there like, no. <laughs> no? I don't think that works. No. I don't think that's how, how that how that well, contract is going to go. I don't think that's how that contract no? okay. is. That's great for ESPN, no, even is. if these guys fall on their face. It, it, it might be better if they fall on their, fla- fall on their face. Because you know what ESPN did? Herm Edwards got hired away as a, from a broadcasting position to go be Arizona State. Guess what he is now? Boomeranging right back around <laughs> ESPN. <laughs> Woo! Oh, goodness gracious. All right, that's a lot of sports that we got to get to. Uh, do you have a good weekend? Everybody have good weekends? Good weekends all around? Yeah, for the most part. I, I, I may or may not have pissed off a NBA broadcaster. Oh, Danny's media beefs have got to be yeah. discussed. I think you did. <laughs> no. I don't think there's a may or may not. I don't think not. there's a think in there. Yeah. You did. You, you did. offended. Did that work? And, and somehow you... I got roped into all these shenanigans, too, because I got, I got tagged. Wait, you got tagged? I was tagged in it, yes. Why were you tagged in it? Because the the the, the first guy who said, "Hey, Russ, you got to get this guy on the show so Danny and him can have it out." <laughs> I, I was getting texts. You got to get this guy on the show. Do we bring on what's it, Eddie Johnson? Mm-hmm. No, we do not. Do we no, bring we Eddie not. Johnson on the show? If we do, I'll be sick that day. <laughs> we, I want no it, part of this. Listen, I'll tell you this right now. I, I he says he wants to come on my show and own me. And listen, the guy couldn't get. The mm. names of the players on the floor yeah. correct, so I'm not exactly worried about it. Yeah, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I don't want any part of this. Well, I'm a fighter. Don't get me <laughs> wrong, but I, I, I don't think there's a whole lot to gain from that other than laughing at the old man. Oh, well, uh, he. I think he is. He just tweeted out a photo. What is this? Yes, two days ago mm-hmm. of his Emmy. Well, it's not even his Emmy. <laughs> it's somebody else's Emmy. But it's a Suns thing for their broadcast. Yeah, they got it. Well, okay, so how did this It's whole a thing regional start? Rocky Mountain right. uh, region Emmy Award. Okay, here we go. I, oh, I got it up now. I got the feud up. Mm. Danny Meringue on, uh, on Saturday night tweeted out, This Suns broadcast is awful. I hate being that blunt, but it's very bad. Oh. 
Um, to which Eddie Johnson screen tweeted, Hey, Danny Morang, why did you delete it? Come on, dude. Stay true to yourself, water boy, couch potato. Ooh, I will come on your show and own you. And then he said, he's a Blazers homer. I get it, but I want to test your heart out, Danny, since you are the judge of broadcasting. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, you are the judge and the jury. Is Eddie Johnson new to Twitter? That's my question. No. Is he, but he, <laughs> does he search his name all the time? Yes, he does. Well, you didn't even... I, I don't even know how he found it. Does he follow you? He must follow you. No. Well, how did he find it? How did he find Some, it? Because you didn't tag anybody. and You just said this Suns broadcast is somebody awful. Somebody sent it to him or he searched for it. Um, <laughs> he it searched was, for this Suns broadcast is awful? And, and the thing that was, was... If you're having to search that, I got some bad news for you. Well, no, it's because he... Uh, uh, we got re retweeted by somebody who tagged me and also Eddie Johnson into it. Oh. Yes. Okay. Oh, he saw it before that's that, I got. Oh, no, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. I got my timeline This isn't up. the first time that you and Eddie Johnson have sparred on Twitter, though. No, it is. It is? Yeah. It, no, not, no, Eddie it, Johnson just spars with people regularly. Oh. That's the thing. It's like that, That's his deal. Is he like searches his name and like fights people over people who say his broadcast sucks. All right. Well, what was wrong with his broadcast? Um, I, like, I, like I mentioned earlier, they, they couldn't keep the name straight uh, of any player on the floor. The straw man arguments that they kept putting up against the shorthanded Blazers. It was just, it was really, really tacky. And listen, there's five or six broadcasts in the NBA that are their homer broadcasts. Phoenix is one of them. Mm -hmm. And that's what they want to do. It's what they want to be. If you're a neutral or you're an opponent, the broadcast sucks. Just flat out. It's just, it's not, it's not a fun watch. And if you're just like, if you're an NBA league pass kind of person yeah. and you're, it, that's the feed you get. You're in for a, a rough night. Hmm. Uh, that's just kind of how it goes. So, what names were they screwing up? I mean, it, it, I mean, it's hard to screw up like Josh Hart or, or Jeremy or Grant, Trendon Wartford. Oh, yeah. Was that repeatedly yes. saying Wartford? Wartford like six or seven times in a row. Mm, okay. And then there was uh, stretches of this offensive player and that offensive player because he didn't know who guys were. Mm. And then he started calling Jeremy Grant. Uh, Greg Brown. He started calling uh, Jabari Walker <laughs> Greg Brown, and then he called well, everybody's some, Greg Brown. Then he called somebody you know else why? Jabari Walker. Greg and, Brown is a very easy name to yeah. remember, so Greg Brown works. And the thing is, everyone's like, "Oh, that you're kind of nitpicking." I'm not nitpicking. When your job is to do the play-by-play -play or is the analyst, and you've played a team three times in your first nine games. Hey, they, Blazers win the season series! Yes, they did. And they account for a third of the games you've played, and you still don't know the names, <laughs> even with four of them out, and you yeah. still don't know the names of the players. What are you doing? Yeah, that's that to me is like, that's like a respect thing to me. At least know the names. You get you get yeah. where they what school they went to wrong or whatever. You've got your notes in front of you, dog. I mean, messing up a name once is okay, but you do it several times in a row, then it's wait, you didn't screw it up. That's what you think his name yeah, is. Yeah, no, you you were unprepared. All right. Well, hey, I will say this right now. Trendon Wartford, my new favorite blazer. Wart, 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 wart. I'm gonna get we need to get a custom Wartford Blazers jersey <laughs> made and send it down to Eddie Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> um uh all right so we're not going to have him on the show no 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 but all i right. did i did respond to him after he said mm. uh he wanted to test my heart i said to be honest at jump shot eight i thought it was in bad taste so i took it down the original mm. tweet okay which i did i was like ah, i probably shouldn't have said that publicly 
Like it's one thing to say it privately; it's another thing for me to put it out there. Da, da, da. Yeah, and you have know, him search it. Yeah, well, I think that just it. like being a media guy. Like, don't don't throw somebody under the bus like that. And I was like, ah, I screwed that up. But when he came back, I, I doubled down. I said, I should have said Eddie Johnson is awful. I hate being that blunt, but it's very bad. <laughs> <laughs> I have right. not heard back from Eddie yet. Well, we need to have him on. We just get him on. Do we? No, we don't. Maybe no, no, we don't. No. Okay. It's fine. I'm good. I mean, I I trust you on uh, whether or not because it'd be one thing like if you were like critical of other broadcast duos and partners. It's pretty much the Suns and the Warriors. Suns and Warriors are, are probably the two worst. Very homery. Yes. There's there's a group. Rockets, Suns, Warriors, Nuggets, Spurs. That group is just, uh, those are the homer broadcasts. Huh. Spurs is a surprising one. It's not. Bruce Bowen. Oh, Bruce Bowen's <laughs> on their broadcast? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that actually makes sense. <laughs> All right. Well, we got media beefs going on on this Monday. I'm here for it all. I'm here for it all. Maybe we can. Uh, maybe we can. We can have a. Uh, we can have Eddie Johnson just record something and send it in. Maybe we can just do that. <laughs> just do that. There you go. <laughs> or we'll go. Yeah, I, I tell you what we'll do. I'm going to make this my mission. I it, it won't be able to happen today. I'm going to go and find some cut-ups so we can get an idea of what we're talking about here. I like it. Okay. I like it. And then we can put, we, we'll, let, we'll let the listening public be the judge. Was Danny fair or unfair? Mm. I, do, I do have the, uh, the watch party, mm. so I can actually grab the clips. Oh, okay. Yes. So. That would be fantastic if we could just get a few of those, mm-hmm. and then we can, we can show what you were talking about. And we let the listening public decide. And let you guys figure out, is this broadcast actually trash or not? Because mm. I didn't watch Saturdays, because that was an NBA TV yeah. uh, extravaganza. For I was watching the Astros win the World Series. Ever heard of it? Oh, God. Suck it to the haters. Mm. Um, that, that'd be all y'all out there. That's okay. I understand that you hate the Astros, but uh, a little rookie called Jeremy Pena, pretty good. He, he's now World Series MVP. Astros won the World Series on Saturday. I couldn't have been more happy about it. Um, So I didn't watch the Blazer game, but I saw Friday night, and we got to discuss Friday night's game because Jeremy Grant had a uh, traveling fadeaway game winner. Um, Yeah, I said what I said. He traveled, but that's okay if they don't call it. It counteracts the travel that didn't go their, the way for the Blazers against the Grizzlies. See? This it is all comes why, out in the wash. This is why complaining about officials is a worthless Because venture. they will continue to suck throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, and it's fine. I have a I have an officiating note too. Mm. There were two calls in SEC games this weekend that were absolutely horrid, mm-hmm. and I, I mean they were atrocious, uh, so bad. <laughs> and if it would have been Pac-12 game, we would have never heard the end of it. Like it would have been trending nonstop. And one of them was in the biggest game of the year, one of the worst calls you could imagine in that Georgia-Tennessee game. Oh. Atrocious. To be fair. To be fair. SEC officials mm-hmm. don't usually get it wrong as far as college officials are concerned. I do think they do get the benefit of the doubt. I, I, I wonder what that's like. We don't get a I bunch of that know. out here. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> if you go and if you watch an SEC game, they have they have their blunders too. They do, but they're not the egregious worst, all the time. The worst part is when the Pac-12 happens, it's like on a Friday night game or it's Pac-12 after dark where it's the literally the on. only thing on. Yes. And you go, what is happening now? Is Glasses Ref still no, a Pac-12 employee? Not. Okay. He's not. 
We, we shamed him out of the league. Yeah. I was sick because it seemed like he always got a lot of USC games, and every time I saw him, I was like, oh, dear God, shoot me in the face now. Oh, man. Okay. 503-250-1080. That is the fan text line. we got a lot of football that we need to get into. Uh, coming up over the weekend, uh, another weekend, impressive performances from the most important position in all of sports, which had me thinking about something. We'll get to it. Danny and Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Danny and Dusty on the fan. I was thinking about this yesterday watching Geno Smith recover from throwing in a, a just gruesome, ugly interception and then uh, turning around and doing nothing but scoring three straight touchdowns immediately following that. I mean, three straight touchdowns after a pick six to fall around, to fall behind 14 to 10. Mm-hmm. That is something where Geno Smith and the Seahawks could have just fallen apart and gone away. But then Geno comes out and goes touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. And they end up winning by double digits. That was an incredible series of events for Geno Smith and the Seahawks. And I could not, I'm happy for Geno Smith. Yeah. I think that's an easy way to put it. I think Geno's probably the guy in the league right now that people are most happy for. I mean, I know there's probably somebody that, I mean, it's coming guy. back from an injury or whatever, but yeah. comeback player of the year, Geno Smith, yeah. it should be Geno Smith. Yeah, no, I mean, you're talking about a guy who in a practice a couple years ago got his jaw broken by a teammate, and now he's leading an NFC West leading team and on his way to the playoffs. And in all likelihood, that does seem like the most, I mean, the most likely scenario is Seahawks do end up winning the NFC West yeah. at this point. I mean, They're playing great football they, right now. They legitimately are. I mean, you take a look at this game. 31-21 is not really kind of encapsulate that game. No. Because of the pacing of it, Arizona came out, and Kyler Murray looked good on his first drive, and then Kyler Murray disappeared. He uh, no way. He threw the ball thirty-five times for a whopping one seventy-five, like and they a, couldn't see him. I, like that kind of disappearing. I mean, well, that, that tracks. <laughs> 
there's a reason why I bet I bet heavily against the Cardinals this week. Like I said, Call yeah. of Duty came out, baby. Hey, yo. But that got me thinking, which reclamation project is more impressive in the Northwest right now? Geno Smith or Bo Nix? Because those mm. two guys were written off in both of their their places respectively. And now you have Geno Smith who has his team playing as good as anybody else in the NFC with the exception of the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. But they're in that class the Seahawks are of the all right, who's going to who's going to step up and grab that 2 seed in the NFC right now is going to be Dallas, is going to be Minnesota who won't go away and somehow find a way to win a game that the Commanders were in control of. Is going to be Seattle. Is San Francisco going to finally get healthy? And they're starting to bring guys like Elijah Mitchell back off of the injured reserve. But Seattle is in that conversation. And it's Easily. because, in large part, because of how efficient and well Geno Smith has been playing. And now their defense is starting to get in on the game and play a lot better. But then on the on the flip side of it, you have Bo Nix. That, that guy was the butt of jokes in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Bo Picks and... He came out in game one and threw two costly interceptions, and Oregon was moving the ball down the field against Georgia just as good as anybody else was, and he ended up costing his team not just twice with the picks, but really four times uh, with drive-killing throws. And then he has now worked his way eight weeks later, or I guess it's nine weeks later because mm-hmm. they had a bye, into the Heisman Trophy conversation where there's a very real possibility that Bonix is in New York City for the Heisman Trophy presentation uh, next month. And that, I, I was sitting there, and it had me, my brain was kind of pretzled thinking, all right, which which one of these stories is better? Because both of them are incredible in their own right. Bo Nix's Heisman odds are, are above plus 1,000 now, plus 850. Yeah. He's he's moving up right now. It's Stroud, Hooker, Corum, uh, Caleb Williams, and Bo Nix. Yep. That's your, I mean, he's, they beat Utah, and he has a game. He probably punches his ticket. Well, York. if they win the next two. I think he, they have to win the next two, and if they win the next two and he is impressive in them, because he's got another, he's got a 4 o'clock kick against, if you didn't, if, by the way, if you missed it. Sure. Oregon UW is 4 o'clock on Fox, and right here on the fan. hey Um But if he beats UW this weekend and then Utah next weekend, yeah, yeah, because I, I expect UW to be ranked in the top twenty-five by the college football playoff. Yeah, they should be. Yeah, they should be. Um, but you have uh, Bryce Young, for all intents and purposes, falling out of the Heisman Trophy running. That 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 opened the door because uh, of the loss at at LSU. Yep. Well, Hendon Hooker wasn't he wasn't, wasn't electric. He, no. was, he was not spectacular against but George you, either. You, you get one. Yeah, you, you get one game, and and obviously Nix has had his, Booker has had his, Stroud hasn't played anybody yet, and he but he wasn't great against Notre Dame. They usually though, it will usually be you will be forgiven early as opposed to late. Like True. you get your one, and this is pretty yeah. late. We'll see. Hendon Hooker's got to light up some box scores coming up, and so does which, C.J. Stroud, which I, I think both of those guys yeah. will, and we know that Caleb Williams will. But then you have a little thing called a head-to-head coming up in, potentially in the Pac-12 championship yep. game and that could have a that could have a seat in New York on the line if and USC plays Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. You could, th- honestly if USC and Oregon meet up in the Pac-12 title game, the likelihood is the winner of that game unless something changes is one of the top 2 finalists. 
Yeah, realistically, if you just look at how things play out. That's crazy to think about. Both of those stories, though. Bo Nix, Geno Smith. Pick one. I'm going, Pick one. I'm going Geno. You're going Geno? Yeah, no, that's, that's easy for me because Geno, we were talking about not, Geno being the backup mm-hmm. and them going away from Geno because, eh, we want the season to be fun. Geno's not fun. Geno's been everything that fun entails. Yeah. We also started out the season talking about Bo Nix in the terms of Georgia fans saying, we love Bo Nix. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We, and that, to me, that's why I would I would go with Bo I would lead Bo Nix on this one because of, think of it, he was the number one dual threat quarterback in the country. He mm-hmm. was supposed to be the prize recruit for Gus Malzahn in Auburn. He starts day one as a true freshman, beats Oregon, and then everything kind of went sideways after that. After that point, he was written off coordinator after coordinator. He was going to be a bust. He, he said football wasn't even fun for him anymore. And then he comes to Oregon, gets absolutely his jaw just knocked off his face against the Georgia Bulldogs. And he regrouped, kept it together, and has had one of the more impressive seasons in memory. And there's been a lot of really impressive uh, seasons and performances by Oregon quarterbacks. And he, along with his offensive coordinator and his ridiculous offensive line, they're kind of rewriting even a, a crazy record book at Oregon now. I mean, he became the first player, or I think it was the second player in all of college football since 1996 to throw for two touchdowns, run for two touchdowns, and have a receiving touchdown in a game. That's a hell of a game. <laughs> that is a hell of a game. Here, here's my retort. In 2015, a teammate broke Geno Smith's jaw, and nobody did anything about it, and then he sat on the bench very the true. rest of the year. That is very true. That is very true. That is a hell of a comeback. I don't think there's a wrong answer in this. That's there's why really my, not. my no, brain was in a pretzel yeah. yesterday trying to think about it, but yeah, man, it is that's pretty crazy. Usually when you get to that point, there's no there's no coming back in the NFL. No. Like you, to be fair, that was kind of a dumpster fire of the Jets too. But usually when you get that stigma of like a teammate breaking your jaw yeah. and and nobody caring, that means nobody likes you. Yeah. So for you to be like to make that transformation again, we're talking about seven years ago. Yeah. It's kind of crazy to not only last this long, but to get to this point now. Yeah, and he's got that locker not, room. Not yeah, not even. Yeah. I mean, it's not even a question who the leader of that team nope. is. I mean, you heard uh, uh, about it after he threw that pick six yesterday, and in the post game, it to a man, you had every single one of his teammates saying. He has that next man, next play mentality. Like he was just like, "We're gonna be fine. We're gonna be okay." You know, guys, everything's gonna be okay. And what did they do? Boom, boom, boom. Three straight drives. I think that either way you go, it is an incredible story for both of those quarterbacks to kind of reclaim what they were expected to be when they came into um, the NFL for Geno Smith after a great college career, and for Bo Nix when he came into college from high school. They're finally living up to those expectations, and it's awesome to see. It is incredible to see. It's too, listen, if if America loves anything, it's a comeback story. Hey, put, let's put the poll up. Let's put the poll no, up because go, last time we last time we had a poll, we'll talk about this coming up. Su- uh, surprising results. Yes, which quarterback were Duck fans pulling for more, Marcus Mariota or Justin Herbert? There, 
very surprising results. Uh, we'll have that coming up a little bit later in the show. Um, we got a wild story that for the worst day on the web that, it, I mean, it's $4 trillion to one. Like, th- those are the odds. The so four- you're telling me there's a chance. There's, there was a chance. We got that. Um, and plus, we got this at the t- top of the 2 o'clock hour. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. People have thoughts. Is on the trade block, reportedly. Would you want him for the freight? Uh, but where we got to go next, both the Ducks and Seahawks picked up wins uh, right here on the fan, by the way, over the weekend. Oh. But did the carnage ahead help the Ducks as they just steamrolled Colorado? Here's Rust with SportsCenter. Here's a little dump pass, wide open. <laughs> wide open, it's entirely offensive lineman. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. All right, the Oregon Ducks knock off Colorado 49-10. No doubter in that one. Not the uh, the wild, wild uh, game that comes around once every 15 years. Definitely not. No, and we all saw that one coming. That is a, <laughs> is a very bad Colorado football team. Christian Gonzalez in his return to Boulder. Pretty pick, good. Picked off the buffs twice and then put the deuces right in the face of a wide receiver after the second one. I thought he scored on the first one. Uh, unfortunately, he stepped out of bounds. But uh, it was another show put on by the offense in Bonix, and we were talking um, after the win against UCLA about the level that Kenny Dillingham is on with his play calling. Mm-hmm. It is absurd what Kenny Dillingham is doing uh, as a play caller. It is fun to watch. And it is, it's is—it's really exciting to see a quarterback and a play caller be so in sync and that team just... Pushing like all the right a, buttons. Yeah, they're a well-oiled machine. But on Saturday, he was just effing with Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very first one, you get a thick six. You throw it to your left tackle. Love to see it. The second touchdown, the throwback, which you just heard uh, from Jerry Allen on the call there, to Bo Nix from Bucky Irving. Mm-hmm. And then you get a your middle linebacker, your prized middle linebacker. Oh, as a fullback, and he gets a touchdown. And I mentioned that you know Bo Nix only the second guy since 1996 to have you know a pair of rushing touchdowns, a pair of uh, passing touchdowns, and a receiving touchdown. The Oregon Ducks became the first team uh, is since '96, which is as far back as the records go, mm-hmm. according to Oregon, uh, that a team has ever had an lineman catch a touchdown, a, a defender score a touchdown, and a quarterback have a receiving touchdown. Yeah, that's a pretty odd set of circumstances. And college football is the most drunk sport ever. I was surprised that that has not happened like before. You, you'd think Air Force or something like that would come up with something that would sure. marvel this. Well, or just any of the brilliant offensive minds that have come through college football have just I been just like, you know what dudes. we're going to do? <laughs> Let me show you what we're going to do. <laughs> but I think that's the fun part about having Dillingham in, in, the, in this staff together is that, look, they knew they didn't have to show a lot against Colorado. But what they had did was they went and they put some trick plays that they'd probably been sitting on all season long. <laughs> they just said, all right, we'll use them now. Yeah, we, we mean, you kind of use them or lose them kind of a situation. <laughs> Unload it all right now. Billy Him kind of feels like you ever play somebody in Madden who doesn't know what they're doing? Yeah. And you've got 20 years of Madden IQ built up, and you're like, 
All right. Well, let's see. They're uh, they're sitting in a dime look. Yeah. I'm going to run this halfback counter, and I'm going to run it for 27 yards. There's, you know, there, there's certain plays you can, that in Madden have always been good, and that's what Dillingham feels like, is that he has a couple pet plays that he goes to to set you up, and then it all falls apart for your defense as the game goes on. Look, and there is nothing more impressive than the streak that Oregon's offensive line has been on all season long, continues to be on zero. Untouched. Sacks again for Bo Nix. It's one on the season, right? Uh, Yes, one against Stanford. Good Lord. Mind you, that's the only sack, and that one was questionable at best. As much as I'm giving the offensive line credit, and by God, they deserve credit, Bo Nix getting the ball out is such a huge part of this. It is. It is huge. It's not like he's sitting back there for six seconds in the pocket from God. He's going one, two, go. I think what the, and if there's look no further than what we saw in a game that means a ton to Oregon, the Tennessee Georgia game, where it, it I don't know how many it was on one series, but I think Hendon Hooker he may have gotten sacked like four times in one series. It seemed like it was like he went boom 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 every time he touched the ball he got sacked. That Georgia front seven which didn't have Nolan Smith in that game against Tennessee over the weekend. But they had Nolan Smith in that game in in uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium, and Oregon's offensive line still kept Bo Nix clean. Was he pressured? Yes. Did he get sacked? No. no. Hendon Hooker, he was roughed up all night long, running for his life, or all afternoon long, and I think that is that's a huge credit to Oregon's offensive line and Bo Nix and Kenny Dillingham. Look, it's a it's three prong. Because you have to have a quarterback who's getting the ball out. You have to have time to protect. But you also have to have a a situationally aware offensive coordinator who schemes up. It's scheme and it is execution. And Oregon's playing at a ridiculously high level. And this will be fascinating to see. I, I, I think all of the breaks kind of went Oregon's way in this one. Except for the fact that it started pouring down rain in the second half and Georgia took their foot off the gas against Tennessee, something they did not do against Oregon. Because that late touchdown, it it's already happening. People are already saying Tennessee kept it closer. That game wasn't close. No. That game was nowhere near close. It, it was over in the third quarter. It was 24 to 6 at halftime. Mhm. It was in it could have been 28 to 6, but they went for a field goal. And they took the points instead of, you know, going for the jugular and going for a touchdown, which that look at what the score was when Oregon was at 28-3 at half yes. in, in Atlanta. Eerily familiar. Eerily familiar. But Tennessee tacked on a late touchdown. They lose 27-13, to and Georgia took their foot off the gas when it started pouring down rain, something that didn't happen in Atlanta because they played in a dome. Um, and they're already saying, I was reading an article today, that said, you know, Tennessee going on the road and doing it is is more impressive. No, it's not. They're already saying that Atlanta was still a neutral site and that Tennessee actually had to go on neutral. the road. You know what I'm going to say? I, being in that building, it was, it was all red. It was, it was 90% red. There were it? more Tennessee fans in Athens on Saturday. Than there were Duck fans. At, yeah, oh, 100%, 100%. 100%. I will say this. In a small defense of Tennessee... I did not think Georgia looked great. I, I didn't because the the only time Georgia was effective off, offense was okay. very impressive in the first half. That and they were where they were impressive was the big plays. They couldn't sustain anything, but the big plays McConkey was incredible for them on the just 
finding a seam and getting free over and over. Georgia, Kenny McIntosh had a couple of good runs in the first quarter where you're like, oh, they're going to be able to run all over him. And then you didn't really hear from him the rest of the game. They, what, fumbled on the opening drive? Mm-hmm. And then I think they scored on all but one drive the rest of the first half? Yep. And it, I mean, that is... I, trust me, I'm with you. That's impressive. They they the, dominated. The Tennessee. impressiveness was the big plays, but they couldn't keep anything sustained. And that was kind of the mark of the game. That, and they, yeah. I think Tennessee... Is, they, they, I don't think Tennessee had the dogs. In the sense mm-hmm. of, and not just the Georgia Bulldogs, but like I don't think they have the dog on the defense. But at the same time, I looked at Georgia's offense there, and I was not, I was not blown away by what I saw. Huh. I don't, and, and I was the final score. Just I was that first half because the weather in the second half is what did both of them in. I mean, the weather in the second half it was pouring down rain. You had back to back drives where they went fumble fumble. And, I mean, it was. <sighs> It was raining, which uh, I think in p- the Pacific Northwest, we just kind of go like, hey, toughen up, Buttercup. Like, it was a little bit of rain. It was unexpected rain. Like, is it really that big of an issue? Yeah. But it affected both of those teams <sighs> tremendously. I, I, the first half, when the weather was good, I thought Georgia looked great because chunk yards are, are kind of what Todd Monken wants. Yes. And they got him from a white guy. You know, <laughs> McConkey was like, "Hey, you should guard him." McConkey is, is, I mean, that guy is an enigma wrapped in a in, in a riddle and surrounded by suspicion because he's the most unassuming, great college football player I've ever seen. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You know what? You got Hunter Renfro vibes very much. You you know what Hooker reminded me of? Huh? He reminded me of Caleb Williams against Oregon State in that first half. Yeah, completely out of sorts, disrupted, yeah. couldn't trust. Any, like we've seen this guy make throw after yeah. throw after throw, and it's not like he hasn't been under pressure this season. He has, but there was just something about that day, whether it was the atmosphere, whether it was Georgia's presence, mm-hmm. whether it was him being in his own head. But he did not look like himself on the very first snap. Yeah, but yeah, he figured it out though when he scored that touchdown. He gave the call me. Because he got six hundred between six hundred and seven hundred calls and text messages from Tennessee fans because they gave out his number the night before the game. <laughs> That's what the celebration was about. He gave the call me. That's what the call me came from. Yep. Gotcha. When he, when I was he put the phone to his from. ear. It was because he got six hundred to seven hundred calls and texts. He had to turn the phone off at that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh. Kevin Love type stuff. That's what Oregon oh, fans did right. to Kevin Love. Yeah. That was brutal. Yeah, don't do that. No. But the other break, Oregon got one other break. And it wasn't Big just Georgia, Georgia being the impressive. LSU, man, hand up. I was wrong. We were both very, very wrong. I think everybody wrong. in the country was. That college football committee, they know what they're doing, huh? Well, I mean, Tennessee did steamroll them. At 40-13. I mean, they, and it was 40-13. not. I mean, as bad as this game looked in the first half, Georgia-Tennessee, that Tennessee-LSU game was over immediately. <laughs> Hooker destroyed them. So listen, turns out Brian Kelly, good coach. Very good Weird coach. dude. Probably a probably a pretty crappy dude. Yeah. But good coach. Yeah. Not a good dude. Not a good dude. No, not in any way, shape, matter, form. But 32-31, that one helps Oregon, and it helps really anybody else outside of the SEC because now we can stop the conversation of will the SEC get three game th- three teams in. I promise I promise you right now, folks, just wait. The people are already angling for Tennessee to have a seat at the table. 
I'm warning you right now. They, if they go through, they'll only have one loss. They won't even play in a conference championship game. They're already angling for that loss wasn't as bad because they scored a touchdown in late in the fourth quarter, and they did it on the road, paying no attention to the fact that Oregon played Georgia and Atlanta. Um, all right, 503-250-1080, that is a fan text line. Did Oregon get helped by those wins? Danny and Dusty on the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. 503-250-1080, that's the fan text line. Um, a lot of texts coming in on the, that Georgia-Tennessee game. Um, this one says Georgia looked just as good as when they played Oregon. Georgia's hands down the best team in the country. Uh, Hendon Hooker... He had a rough day, and this one, this text says, Hooker did not look impressive to me. Nope. He didn't escape the pocket very much. He just stood there like a statue. Why didn't the dude roll out or do some bootlegs? Maybe that's bad coaching. No, like their offensive line has been holding up. Like They've done a really good job all season long, and that's why I said, like to Oregon's credit, Bo Nix did have time. Yeah. It wasn't as much time as he's had <laughs> the, the Otherwise. eight remaining games they yeah. played. But he had enough time to to scan, read, go through your full field read, and then he's pull going the through trigger. at least two reads before he's making a decision. Hendon Hooker froze. He froze. Again, he looked like Caleb Williams against Oregon State. I'm not yeah. kidding. It yeah. looked very similar. Yeah, Hendon Hooker had uh, he he did not play the bestest that he possibly could. This text says Tennessee beat Oregon by two plus touchdowns. That game would not feature a lot of defense. No. No, that would that would be about who would turn the ball over less. Yeah, that would be a, actually that would be a hell of a fun game to watch. I don't know. I don't think either I one mean, of those teams is two touchdowns better than the other because it, Oregon secondary they have their issues. Mm-hmm. Tennessee's secondary clearly has their own. They've got plenty. And they yeah. had plenty of issues coming into that game against Georgia last week. They rank actually worse than Oregon does. Yeah. in in total defense. The the big thing there is that the Ducks have Christian Gonzalez. Like they they, they, they they have a dude on the back end as a playmaker. A guy. Tennessee doesn't have a dude. Yeah. Yeah. This would be uh, this. Well, that, I mean, that would be a fun game. Honestly, we might get it we, we in, in in the playoff if we the could. Ducks run the table and things hold. I could see it, that being a yeah. matchup. I don't think Oregon gets in if they're getting two SEC teams in. Because you got to think here. Here's what happened. The carnage that was great was Clemson lost Notre Dame. Yes. Which that was a long time coming, but not, I don't think I expected it against Notre Dame this year. Clemson loses Notre Dame. ACC is likely out. Mm-hmm. You have one of the Big Ten teams is going Michigan to Ohio State. bounce themselves, yes. and that's going to be a problem though, because one of them will get in, and so then you have two of the playoff spots are already filled right there. You know if. They could go two Big Ten teams, but if you get two SEC teams in, then you're going, all right, you better hope TCU loses. And maybe they lose twice because you have an undefeated TCU team that's sitting there as well. It was good that you saw Bama take their second loss and uh, Clemson lose to Notre Dame. Oh, for sure. You you still don't really believe if if Oregon runs the table that they'll get there, do you? Uh, I think it's going to be very hard because, look – there is already the posturing right now that 
Tennessee was better than Oregon was against Georgia. Okay. That's already that is already a talking point and that's going to be harder and let's, harder let's to Let's throw the the, the counterpoint national brand. If yeah. UFC if USC ran the table and they beat Oregon in the Pac-12 title game. Yeah, they would. And this is this you know what? Let's pick this up on the other side because the resume is actually more interesting mm-hmm. because because of BYU not being very good now, does Oregon have a good enough resume? Mm. Danny Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.